Let's all join together and pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts who are here be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock, you are our redeemer. Amen. So how do you make a tough decision when there are great options in front of you? Now, I'm not talking about uh, what beach to go to. North Topsail versus Surf City versus Emerald Isle, they're all good, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about late night Waffle House runs versus late night Taco Bell runs. All good, only good. No, with this, think more about big things, life-changing decisions that you've got to make. When you get accepted, by the top two colleges that you apply to and want to go to and that specialize in your field that you want, how do you pick which one to go to? When you get the amazing, awesome new job offer that, yep, up in the ranks, up in the pay scale, but it means that you and your family who love this area have to leave and go to a new place. How do you decide when you're buying a house? And maybe not today, maybe this is a different world, but there used to be two good options that you saw and two houses that would fit perfectly and two houses that are in your budget. How do you decide when there are only good options in front of you when there are no wrong answers? Maybe you write things out in the pros and the cons list. Maybe you ask all of your family and friends what they would do and get their input coming back in. Or maybe you're the kind of person that Googles how to make a good decision and then you read all the options that are there and you listen to the TED Talks. There are countless TED Talks about decisions and decision making. But I think in the end, doesn't it all boil down to one very simple and very clear question? What's better? In the reading for today, the part of God's word that we looked at for today, Martha and Mary had an important decision to make with good options. Each one of them had absolutely valid reasons for choosing what they did choose, but Jesus clears it up. He simplifies. He makes it so obvious. He helps Mary and Martha and you and me to understand the answer to the question, What's better? Now, the reason Martha and Mary had this kind of crazy and awesome, important decision to make was because Jesus and his disciples were on their way, passing through and coming to their village, and they decided to open up their home to him. By this point in his ministry, they probably knew who they were hosting. They probably heard the rumors about the miraculous things that Jesus had done, healing people, multiplying food, things that no other human being could do, yet they heard about those things. They probably also heard the rumors that Jesus, as he was preaching, he was telling people he was the Savior that they were waiting for. He was going to give them forgiveness of sins that they didn't have to earn or work for on their own, that Jesus was that one. Their willingness to host a stranger and a guest makes us think that they probably understood just how important Jesus was going to be in their world. Well, to host 
than the most important guest of all history, of all time, meant that you would probably try to give him the best things that your life and world could offer, right? The best food that you could possibly have. The best drinks. Helping him with anything that you might be able to help him with while he's around. I mean, this is Jesus we're talking about. Any worthwhile host was going to give him the best that they could provide. But it wasn't just Jesus. It was Jesus and at least his 12 disciples who were with him. That's a lot of mouths to feed. And back then, there was no fast food. Preparing to host and feed a group like that would have taken hours or days to get ready. Bread that needed to bake for hours in an oven. Meat to prepare and to roast and to make sure that it was good to eat. Good wine, the best wine that they could find in the area to provide for those things. There was so much work that had to be done just to get ready to serve them. So this then is the choice for the sisters with two absolutely good and valid options. Be a host for Jesus like they wanted to be a host or focus on him and what he was going to come and tell them. What's better? Here's Mary's choice. She sat at the Lord's feet just listening to what he said. She wasn't getting up and running from place to place, bussing drinks and getting food ready. She simply sat down and just wanted to take all of it in for herself. Listening to Jesus face to face tell her that he was the promised savior that she was waiting for. That must have been amazing. No matter how long Jesus was talking in her heart, she just wanted more and more and more. Focusing on her Savior's words was the simple and clear and really good choice for Mary to make. Martha, on the other hand, chose to be the best host that she could possibly be. You could picture it, right? Martha is getting up and running from this part of the house back to the kitchen part of the house, back to the where the people were sitting, back to preparing. She's getting the water ready for these people that live in a dusty part of the world so that they could wash their hands and wash their feet, and, and the guests would appreciate that a ton. Caring about Jesus and the disciples' physical features and well-being, wanting to serve them, absolutely good great choice for her to make too. And when we step back and we think about the two choices in front of them, we see that I think these are kind of the two main parts of what we want our lives to be about too. One thing, taking time to listen to God, to hear what God has to tell us, staying connected to our Savior Jesus through that, that's a pretty good thing. The other part of our lives living out your faith by carrying out all the vocations, the roles and responsibilities God gives you. And there are tons of those things in our lives. That's how we want to live, right? We want to live for Jesus, live for God. So asking this question of what's better might feel like trying to make an impossible distinction between two essential parts of us in our lives. 
but we do know what's better from the description that Jesus gives us of Martha. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him, Jesus, and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Wanting to serve Jesus is a good thing. But it's not what is most needed. Prioritizing her service to her Savior, overhearing what her Savior had to tell her, left her worried and upset and angry. <clears throat> What's better? You know. It's simple. It's clear. Jesus simplifies. Few things are needed, or indeed one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. There it is. Mary's choice was better. Not because she was doing something better by herself, but because she was getting something from God that is the absolute best thing, the one thing that is truly needed, she chose to let her God speak to her. She chose to hear something that she could never come up with on her own, in her own heart. To hear her Savior tell her that he loved her, that he had come to bring her peace. For us, who are just like Mary and Martha and all people, for us who need forgiveness, there's nothing better than that. The first time I got to visit with my friend Pat, it really took me by surprise. Not any Pats here, I should say this too. Different Pat. Uh, but the network of tubing that ran throughout all of the rooms in her house was just incredible. There was enough tubes that she could make it to every square inch of that house and the tubes would be able to make it to where she was at. There were four or five just massive canisters. I think they were more at like the front door of the house. There was this low hum of a machine. Every time that I went and visited her and talked with her, that low hum stayed there. Because you see, Pat had this sickness that left her needing oxygen all day every day, every single place that she would be. She was really careful about it, too, to make sure to have an extra container or two around because if she run out, she was going to be in trouble. This was a couple years ago. Now Pat is home in heaven. She doesn't have to worry about the cords and getting what she needs because she's got what she needs there. But while she was here on this earth, that was her number one thing, to make sure she was connected, to get the thing so that she could be alive. In the end, this decision for Martha and Mary seems like a pretty straightforward choice, right? Of course, if Jesus this afternoon came and said he was going to come to your house and sit in your living room, you would stop everything that was going on to listen to him. You'd need to be there taking in every word that he was going to tell you. Jesus tells us what's better. But then again, living with Jesus and listening to Jesus as the number one priority in life, actually carrying that out, that's kind of hard. 
because God has given you and me, all of us, unique responsibilities and callings in our life. And if you think about it, they really start to pile up. Parent, child, brother and sister, relative, friend, neighbor to people in your community, worker, service member, student, teacher, homeowner, broader community member, leader, church leader, church member, and the list just goes on and on and on in our lives. I mean, you and I can easily fill up all the hours in a day and a week serving in our vocations and then end up with no time left for God to serve us with the one thing that we need. No time left for his word. Is hearing God's word and what God has to tell us the number one priority in our lives? It's so easy to think that we are making the better choice by choosing to serve other people and choosing to serve God like God calls us to because that is a really good choice. But it's not better when we don't give God any time to serve us. Going without daily regular time in God's word, the one thing that we truly need is going to be like trying to live out in this southern heat that we get without drinking a drop of water. You and I know that's not going to work here. And that's why Jesus gives us this simple and clear and absolute answer to the question, what's better? What you are doing right now this is better. This is the unbelievable, crazy, amazing, amazing thing. What God tells us is better in our lives is that we just listen to him. And when we're here, here we find forgiveness for all the times that we've got mixed up priorities. Here, when we come together, we are assured that God loves us no matter what, no matter the week that went before. Here we are promised eternal life in heaven because of our Savior, Jesus. Here we remember our baptisms, that God washes us clean and makes us part of his family. Here, Jesus' body and blood with bread and wine individually for you, for forgiveness. Here, God loves us so much that he simply tells us that hearing these promises in his word over and over and over again, that this is the best thing that we can ever do, what's better? He simplifies, he clarifies, hearing the good news of Jesus in his word, this is the one thing we truly need. So then what do we do with this good news? I think you already know what I'm going to say. Make listening to God and his word your number one priority in life. Set aside these personal daily times with devotions, meditation in his word. Restart the Bible reading that you've been meaning to restart or keep going with the one that you have right now. Dig deeper into his word so that you come and you ask me questions that I can't answer right away and I have to dig in a little bit more. Yeah, dig that deep. Stick around for the starting point Bible studies that we're doing here on Sundays, for the discussion and the different backgrounds and the different people. It is going to be good. It is going to be worthwhile. 
Because when you do these kinds of things and you make God giving you the gospel your number one priority, it's going to be a life-changing decision. God is going to use this time to strengthen your faith in Jesus, to make you know more than anything else that you are loved, that you are forgiven. What's better than that? Nothing. And then once you are listening to God and letting God fill you up with this good news of Jesus, then you will be empowered and equipped and strengthened then to serve in all the vocations that God gives you to serve in. Paul wrote to another group of people how this works. He prayed for them. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that then you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. We fill up with the word so that we can produce the fruits of faith in loving and serving as God wants us to do. And this is one reason why this is the first lesson of what we're talking about. You and I know it really well. Life is complicated. The number of decisions that you're going to have to make in life is never going to end. There's always going to be more. Some of them are going to be challenging. Some of them are going to be difficult. To know what's best to do in all those things, I don't know. But this isn't one of them. Jesus simplifies our priorities so well, you know what's better.